Horn. This is One Horn. That, say it from, yeah, exactly, <laughs> literally, with, literally, exactly, say it with your chest, that, that is a good way to put it, um, so, how you doing, man, how's everything? Uh, good, you know, thank you for having me, I'm excited to be here, first time doing something like this. Dude, uh, what are you, man, it's, it's, uh, we're on a high, I know, we're about to go in, in, you know, in this Hunger Games mode, in, in, in Los Verdes, and La Murga. <laughs> um, the reason why is there is about a good amount of tickets that, you know, that, I mean, a, a limited amount of tickets, sorry, that are sold. And so far, there's more people that already are in the channel that are going to go to L.A. than the allotted amount. So I wish everyone the good luck, except for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, and and uh, Koke, how are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm feeling great. I'm happy to be here. Another beautiful day in Austin, Texas, you know, after that huge uh, Western Semi-Conference final win. Um, and we got a special guest here to continue our, our uh, fan analysis segment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, before we get started, uh, welcome to Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. Uh, another episode where we, you know, we want to bring the fans into the, the, you know, into our space so they can share their point of view about the game, point of view about, you know, what, what, uh, how do they feel and their impressions of, of the games in general, especially as we're in playoffs right now. Um, this, this type of format is going to be going on from here through the World Cup and we'll, you know, probably take a break um, during the off season for Austin FC and come back in, in the 2023 season. Um, not 2023, I did say it right. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I said 2022, but then it's like, no, nah, 2023. Yeah. Um, and, and then one thing that we want to do is just uh, have everybody come in and then share their ideas, pretty much highlight unique uh, voices of football in our community. Um, and one thing that we want to do is we, we, we don't want it just to be us talking by ourselves. We want this to be a space where people can come and, and discuss. And one thing that I appreciate, uh, Kevin, is that you came and, you know, you're like, hey, dude, we're going to hop in the mic, so... I'd be like, you know what? Today's a perfect day, and you know, thank you for agree- agreeing to come. Oh yeah, man! No, like I said, thank you for having me. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this, so you know, thank you for again letting me be here and doing for this sh- for sure, man. Like like Richard was saying, the fan segment is just meant to get fresh takes and perspectives to the game, but also just share some of those community experience that are unique to you uh, and to and to the community out there. You know, so the vision is just to share and kind of grow the love of the game. Uh, with with our gente, with our community. So welcome, Kevin. I can't wait to to get your perspective of, of what was a thrilling, thrilling uh, weekend uh, with Austin FC, man. Yeah, oof, man, it was nerve wracking, honestly. If I'm being honest, um, <laughs> from the morning, that morning, Sunday morning, um, you know, I got up. I'm an Arsenal fan, you know, of course, Gooner, the Gooner, yeah, and the otro. <laughs> otro, you know, hey, that that's a huge community out here, man. You yeah. got Ram Sizzle, you got uh, Ernie, Ernie, Alf, I, I, we can yeah. name them. We could probably do a whole episode on Arsenal. <laughs> right now, yeah. they're at the top right now. But so yeah. take take us through your day. You were taking us through your day. So you started with the Arsenal. With the Arsenal. Yeah, started with Arsenal. You know, early game, eight a.m. Um, and they tied, unfortunately. And I was like, well, 
we're off to a great start, just I guess. Little, just a little rough patch. Yeah, just right now I was like, you know what? I'll shake that off and just, you know, put that behind me and try to focus. What did you have for breakfast? I had pancakes and bacon. Okay. Uh, That's yeah. the breakfast of champions. Yeah. So And it was the exact same breakfast I had. The weekend before, so uh, I was trying to. So, so I'm you, not superstitious. You like, started this yeah. little trend of super. Yeah. This little good luck so, trend. Like, okay. uh, I'm like a huge. Uh, I'm a huge The Office fan. So, like Michael Scott says, <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> so I try to do everything the same way. Like I said, same breakfast. I took a shower. I shaved. And wore the same clothes, no joke. Same wow. clothes, wow. Everything, underwear, socks, just <laughs> everything the same. Because I was like, I don't, I don't want us to lose to Frisco. Like we cannot lose to yeah. Frisco. Did you uh, like say? Did you at least wash it or, or just? Oh no, same? yeah, no. Okay, I, I, I was gonna say. It. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I washed it. Although some people did tell me you probably shouldn't wash it. Wash it. I was like, no. Being in the supporter section, yeah, it gets, it gets, it gets messy. Are <laughs> oh, you talking about wash the shirt? Like no, the the whole outfit, no. yeah. Some people didn't wash their outfit that I that we know of. Holy shit! Because Adia hey, might be one of them. Yeah. So he's, he's a little superstitious, <laughs> but those people are superstitious. <laughs> yeah, for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy, man. Um, be, before we get into the whole, you know, aspect, the whole talk of uh, Austin FC and you know this great, awesome victory that we got. Now uh, let's let's get to know more about Kevin shortly. Um, where are you originally from? I'm originally from the Valley. Bart, Texas, 40956. Uh, but I grew up in Austin. I, we moved here about 2004 mm-hmm. or so. I was about eight years old. I'm 26 now. Um, and, yeah, I, I call Austin my home. I love Austin. Um, I I mean, especially now that we have a soccer team, like I hope to stay here, you know, yeah. if possible. So make roots. This is yeah. where your roots lie. Yeah, for awesome. sure. And how did you get involved, like, in football? When was the last year experience, you know, watching a game or going to a game? Um, honestly, I grew up watching soccer. My whole family were all huge soccer fans. I mean, uh, my parents, my family, they're from Monterrey originally. Mm-hmm. So we're all Rayados or Tigres families. <laughs> a little divided. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm a huge Rayados fan as well. I mean, I have them tatted. Uh, you know, on me. So, what part? Hey, wh- wh- when are you gonna get that Austin FC uh, title? Can, yeah, can, can every, you show it? Like, where is that? Uh, or is it a private place? No, it's right here. Oh, right nice. Yeah. nice. So it's nice. easily hey, Richie, it's visible. I know you. I know what you want to do to that arm, man. <laughs> this is our guest of honor, so you you got to hold back. All right? uh, the reason I want that. I want that. Okay. <laughs> I want later. That. Later. <laughs> um, so soccer's pretty much been part of my life since I can remember. I mean, there's pictures of me when I was a toddler okay. with the ball. Um, but honestly, the first time I remember watching a game live was Rayados, I want to say in 2012, they came to play a friendly in San Antonio Mm. and that was the first time I had ever been at the Alamo. No, not the Alamo dome. Um, it was at a, so odd. It was at a like high school a football stadium. Yeah, it was so odd. They have um, the same in, in uh, when they go, like, say, when America would play the Interliga, they would play, like, in uh, Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. It's, like, small-ass stadium. Yeah. It's so weird. It's weird how that works. Because you yeah. think they would, like, teams like Monterrey, teams like America would sell out wherever yeah. they mm-hmm. go, especially here in Texas. But uh, that's cool, man. So talk to us about, like, what, what that first experience was you, like, what for, for watching, like, live football. Yeah, so I was, honestly, I was nervous, even though it was just a friendly, because, again, it was my first time going to, you know, a 
professional game, and mm-hmm. we drove down there. My uncle um, and my cousins and my my brother. And when we got there, um, you know, their supporters group, La Dicción, was there. Mm-hmm. And they were just, you know, fumbles, everything. They were just going at it. And I was like, oh, man. You know, I was astonished by, mm-hmm. by yeah. the atmosphere. Even yeah. though it was this, just a small, you know, high school football stadium, uh, they were, you know, they were having a party in the stands. And then we got to our seats, mm-hmm. and it was so far away. Or, I, I mean, I can remember <laughs> it being so, like, from the stands <laughs> to the field. Um, and you supposedly had assigned seats, but everybody was kind yeah, of so, yeah. so I remember my uncle was like, oh, these are our seats. And there was like a whole row of people sitting there and they were kind of like, oh, we got here. Yeah. <laughs> like, ni modo. And so then we were like, yeah, whatever. But we had fun. It was a ton of fun. I think they ended up winning if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun experience for my first time. And then I was like, oh, I need to, you know, watch them again. You don't madrazos? Uh, nah. No. Nah, nah, nah. I, I don't even remember who they played, honestly. But, yeah, it was fun. It was that's a lot fun. of fun. And yeah. that's good. Um, so now, now you moved to Austin, and then uh, we have Austin FC. Uh, when did you first start getting involved with Los Verdes and especially the pickup? Because I know that's something that you go pretty pretty often. Yeah, so when I found out that we were getting a team here, I was so excited. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, finally – you know, professional team, a team we can call our own here in our city. Um, and I wasn't, I joined Anthem, first of all. I want to put that out there. I was yeah. in Anthem first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to a few of their watch parties, but I didn't, you know, I didn't really talk to anybody. Nobody really came, came to interact. Yeah, yeah, I came to interact. So then I remember going to my first game, uh, against Columbus. That was my first game of, of last year. And I went there and I saw these, you know, like I said, Los Verdes or, you know, yeah. down in the supporter section. And I was like, I thought that was Austin Anthem, honestly, if, yeah. I'm, being, if I'm being honest. I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, Los Verdes. I mean, we're, our jerseys are Verdes, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. So then I get home that night and I start doing research and I looked up. You know, Los Verdes, mm-hmm. and it was totally different. You see the pinche cara de Rigo ahí. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> really, like Rigo right there. And I was like, hey, I saw that guy at the stadium. What's funny is that I had met Rigo way before there was even talks about having a team here okay. at one of the, the stores that he manages. And uh, he's uh, he works as, he manages Soccer Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you met Rigo there yeah. before, and then you see him as, like, the f- one of the faces or the face yeah, of and I was Los like, Verdes. Yeah, and I was like, I know that guy. I don't think he remembered me, but, I, you know, I remembered him, and, like, as I just kept doing s- research, and I was like, oh, man, this looks fun. Like, the pictures on mm-hmm. social media and stuff, I was like, this looks really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be part of this. For sure. And so I remember scrolling through the website, and I saying, you know, if you want to you know, join – the fee and I, and I paid and like 35 bucks yeah and i thought it was going to be similar to like what i had experienced with that yeah. i was like oh well you know but then no totally different you know they have the slack that's how we keep in touch and then i just kind of was exploring through slack and i found the, the pickup channel mm-hmm. and it had been a while since i had played soccer mm-hmm. after high school when i graduated high school i kind of just let go i was just watching soccer but i wasn't really playing it so then i thought this was a good opportunity to, you know, get back out there. What was that 
period of inactivity, how long was that? Uh, so I graduated high school in 2014, and I played briefly in, like, 2015, <coughs> and then I stopped. So from, like, 2016 all the way to 2021. Oh, damn. So yeah. a good five years. I'm not playing. Like, I would kick the ball around yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But, but it's different, right? It's, it's different, different. Yeah. yeah. So I remember um, going to one of my first pickup sessions, which was at Soaker Park, and uh, Rico was there. Shout out to uh, Rico. <laughs> and I get there, and he was like, hey, what's up? You know, what's your name? He was very welcoming. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's my first time here. And he was like, well, can you play keeper? And I was like, yeah, that's actually my position. I'm yeah. a goalkeeper, and I was like, Damn. yeah, I can play keeper. Kevin the but keeper. Yeah, and then I guess, <laughs> and I get in there, and, you know, I start doing all these saves, and everybody was like, oh, my God, like, you, you know, you, how come you haven't been coming out? I was like, I just joined the LV <laughs> too long ago. And then they asked me if I was on the, you know, the LV team yeah. or the Liga Verde, but tryouts had already gone by, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, um, I didn't. I didn't go to the tryouts. Like, oh no, damn, there was tryouts. And everything. Yeah, for yeah. Liga Verde because of the amount of people, there's tryouts. Oh shit, yeah. man, but, this is like intense. But yeah. uh, next year, I might be on the Murgas team. They asked me, so badass. I'll be the go out water boy, pero <laughs> <el> <laughs> cheves, pero something is something. something. <laughs> That's cool, man. No, yeah. uh, pickup soccer is wonderful, man. If if I, I I'll never forget uh, being kind of new to Austin. I'd been here for a few years, going going to UT. But uh, I hadn't found a good group, a good group to play with. I would just play randomly in different spots. And uh, it was on my bike ride home where I, I ran into what I, the group of guys that I still play with now, uh, the Anarchist Soccer. And this group has been playing for, I don't know, plus 10 years plus? I think like 2002. Shit. For a while. There you go. Um, and I just figured out what times they play, and I joined, and I met, I met David, I met Richie off the field and then we somehow came yeah. back on <laughs> many of our former guests we've met there yeah. um but it's just cool to hear you uh um get get back into into the game in, in an active way not just a passive way yeah i mean i i admit i didn't realize how much i had missed it and then um i remember meeting gabby um at one of the pickups. La presi. yeah la presi and um one day randomly I guess the keeper that they had for Liga Verde mm-hmm. last season either got injured or something happened and she hit me up and she was like, Hey, can you play keeper for us? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, sure. And I thought it was just pickup. I didn't, I didn't really yeah, know yeah. much. And then I go there and I was like, Oh no, this is like serious, <laughs> you know? And so then we, we play and I had a pretty good game and I didn't really talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I tend to be more like quiet and kind of just mm-hmm. hang out kind of, you know, try to get, vibe of things and they were like oh what's your name and i was like oh i'm kevin you yeah. know i'm in lv and they're like are you in lv i was like yeah i don't really participate in things so, <laughs> so but it's different now this year now that i know more people yeah, yeah you know more i mean i'm i made the team again this season for liga verde sadly i got injured um over the summer i broke my wrist getting ready for the y'all means all tournament which is a another tournament that yeah. uh, Austin FC put together in this, uh, over the summer. I got injured, broke my wrist, so I was out. I've been out since then. I didn't recently – I just recently got cleared uh, last week to nice. start playing again. So I've missed all of Liga Verde, but I've been there supporting the team on the sidelines. Yeah, dude. Uh, I met you uh, 
because I saw like I'm in the in the you know channel of pickup, Koke. Mm-hmm. Hopefully one day we can have you there. <laughs> I just keep hearing but, about it. No, but no in order to be like part of it, I think that you should join us better. This thirty-five bucks a year, man. That's all you need. I got you. But Richard. and you know what? There's some perks that it, it is worth it. Uh, the one the banter, also you know, also like you get to know where the pickups are at, and then um, whenever the tickets go on sale for the supporter sections, you actually get to buy it at face value. So which is cool. Um, but yeah, I met I met Kevin. I think it was one of those pickups where you came in like you know with your cast. But everybody talked about Kevin when it happened, and I was like, "Hey, how's it going, man?" And and then and you were like, "Man, it had just like recently happened." But you 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 felt pretty, you know. Yeah, you, you, I, I could tell like you wanted to play, but you also felt pretty cool, and you were just there to hang out, which is good. Like I think that's that's one thing like that I you know the fact that you know when I met you it was it was that fact that you were just there to hang out with your friends. Which is, you know, what we sometimes gotta do. Yeah, I mean, I still wanted to, you know, stay involved with the pickups and, like I said, with with the team and stuff. So, whether it be on the sidelines, just you know, train them on, trash talking them or whatever, you know, uh, I'm glad they let me, you know, still be part of that. Nice, that's cool. I know. Wish you luck on your on your recovery of your wrist, man. I had no idea, but it's cool to hear uh, from the perspective of a goalkeeper. Um, I've always thought of goalkeepers being um, kind of on the crazier side, <laughs> on the louder side. On yeah. the, so so kind of hearing you and what you seem as like kind of more, um, you know, soft-spoken dude, yeah. kind of reserved to know that you're a goalkeeper. So do you like flip a switch when you play goalkeeper? Uh, what's, what's the deal? Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I'm a totally different uh, person when I'm on the field. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I try not to yell. I feel like there's some keepers that just yell. Yeah, over yell? Over like yell, It's too yeah. much. It, it I, loses yeah, meaning, right? I only yell when I need to. Like, if I see the team is out of position or, right. you know, I want them to, like, switch the play or something. For example, yeah. Quesadilla. Yeah, for example, <laughs> Quesadilla. If I want them to, like, make the run and, you know, or something. But, yeah, no, I love being a goalkeeper. And, yeah, we're a little crazy, you know, with the dive. You have and, to because you're, you're yeah. always in the face yeah. of danger. you got to be the bravest person. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I was six years old when I picked the, the position. Mm. I wanted to be a striker. And my uncle, who taught me how to play, shout out to him, um, he was like, no, tú eres portero, tú eres portero. Yo quiero meter goles. Tú eres Jorge Campos. Y yo, yo no quería. Yo le decía, no, yo quiero ser delantero. Es que los porteros... You know, they don't get attention. Right, right. You know, and he's like, pero es que tú no corres, no te gusta correr. <laughs> and it's true, I don't. I, I really don't. Like, I don't mind running around, like, in, in you know, our area, the, the box for the goalkeeper. Right. But, yeah, on the field, uh-uh. No, if I do play on the field, I'll play up top, but I'll just poach. Like, I'll just be up there waiting for the ball. Yeah, you know, waiting for, ta- yeah, waiting for a tap in. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and then since, like, like I said, six years old, I was out there just diving at people's feet and you know i did i have had numerous injuries um just from being a goalkeeper what's been like one of the gnarliest one uh probably my wrist honestly oh really because i recent one yeah the recent one i've because it's my second time breaking my wrist oh shit. but the specific bone that i broke uh-huh. takes six to 12 weeks to heal and i the 12 weeks it took me 12 weeks to heal wow. i thought i was going to be quick like six weeks but it's yeah. true what they say once you get older, the, but the recovery yeah, time, yeah. The recovery yeah. time changes. It changes. So yeah, I think this one. It was just you don't realize how much you need your hands just for life. Life, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Especially it was my left hand. I'm right hand, okay. very right handed. Okay. Yeah, but I 
would catch myself trying to do things with my left. Oh, and man, so that's yeah, tough. and it and it sucked. Like when I came out of my cast, just trying to grab things, it's just even a pen. Yeah, so it was just awkward. To, it's yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, it's tough, man. So I'm I've been doing therapy, you know, trying to you know get my strength back and right. so I can get back out there and start playing again. For sure, man. I'm yeah. sure the your teammates in the field can't wait to see you back. But um kind of switching gears a little bit, man. Like you as from the perspective of a keeper, what's it been like to see someone like Brad Stuber and his performances as of late compared to like some of his performances earlier <laughs> in the first yeah. season, you know? Oh, man, I I mean, there's sometimes where I can, you know, I can relate to him and because we play the same position yeah, obviously yeah. i'm not as good yeah as yeah him. The, the calibers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I, when i get i can give my input when like oh he did when people are like oh why did he do this why did he do that i'm like oh he did this right. because you know i don't know he was the last man back there or mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that but man brad's been great he's yeah. a great goalkeeper i actually met him at the uh y'all means all tournament oh tight over uh, the summer he's a, he's a Cool guy like, to meet, man. Uh, he, yeah, he's super humble. Yeah. He was talking to me like if he knew me from right, right, like right. years. That, you know, I just kind of casually sat down next to him while he was watching the games, and I was like, "Are some good teams out here?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, man, have a seat. Yeah, um, what's up? What's your name?" And we just kind of started talking. And that's always yeah. great to hear, man. Yeah. It's always very kind of unexpected for yeah. someone like you know, a professional player to have that type of humility. But yeah. that's always dope, especially our team. Yeah, and um. Yeah, I'm just glad. I'm just glad we have somebody like Stuver and Goal, who we all thought, or when they first acquired him, you know, he was supposed to be a backup. A backup, yeah. Everybody thought Tarbo. I, I had, I had, I had, you know, my list. Tarbo was going to be the starting goalie, but then I saw Stuber, and I was like, yeah. he's like another Francois Meme, but <laughs> you know, with the different uh, shorter hair. For sure, yeah. He but he has like the most perfect hair. He has at all times. Yeah, no, all the no, times. No hair is always at a position. All the time, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, like the way he he just, you know, he covers the the area, oh, area yeah. de portero. Yeah, he does it pretty good. I mean, there's some stuff that has happened, of course, but he's been great. Like, you know. Yeah, one thing I do gotta say about Brad, um, I wish he was more vocal. Yeah, there. yeah. He is a very quiet keeper, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of keepers like that that are right, quiet. Right. You know, that they don't need to. But there is, there has been times when I'm like, oh, he should have told. Cascante, Cascante, maybe he said it, but not loud enough. Yeah, or like, something. we're not there, right? Yeah, and I never see him. Uh, one thing that um, a lot of keepers do, and including myself, is after we make like a great save, it's usually like you react. We react. We get yeah. up, like get up, and we start yelling at our at our defense. And mm-hmm. Brad doesn't do that. He just kind of pulls a save, and then he's, he's like, just like, right. he's, 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 just he's pretty himself. robotic. Man. Yeah, like when, yeah. He, when he pulled that uh, that uh, save against RSL, not. You know the I think it was like the third penalty or something. Mm-hmm. He saved it, uh, or no? When the when RSL missed the final penalty that 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 basically we mm-hmm. won after that. He said like it went over the bar and he turned around. He looked at the at the south section and he was just like taking it all in. <laughs> so and then, and then he turns around like right when it seems like screaming and yeah. running at him. It's like that's like. Slow motion movie shits exploding everywhere. Yeah, man, crazy. Uh, there's one thing, like, say, like, that, I, that I've seen from him. Um, it's just throughout the game, whenever, you know, throughout the season, whenever, they, you know, he gets scored, he always looks at the crowd and he's kind of like, yeah. you know, he, he has, like, that crap. Um, but whenever we're doing good, he does the same thing. 
he looks at the crowd and he applauds and he goes like, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonder, like so, that's one thing. Like he's very connected and he knows like we're behind him. And one thing he, he said um, whenever I got, get a chance to talk to him and interview him, um, it was just him saying, if "There's one thing that I that I take was just the fact that last season the supporters had our back and they didn't stop. So this season we have to do the best." to have their back in the field. Um, and you can see it from after he saved that penalty, he turned to the crowd and he gave him like that. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, so. it's almost like he knew, like, uh, one thing I liked to, I tweeted this, um, was it last week when they put out, you know, the videos that the media team puts out, mm -hmm. like the, the game. The hype videos. The hype yeah, videos, yeah. yeah. And I tweeted and I said, La suerte del campeón está de nuestro lado. Oh, yeah, for sure. Tiene tiene algo que I think I think we have several several things in this team. You know, we have a player that's going for MVP, the best assister in the in the league, and you know, el 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 portero que necesitas para ganar un campeonato. Yeah, yeah, those three things, and I would also add. Uh, Josh, Wolf. Josh Wolf, Josh Wolf, and Wolf his team, and his team. It's already been implemented. It's like, yeah, coaching staff. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. It's, it's I been do want to say I wanted him gone. Everybody, I, I think it's it's, it's a valid reason. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> yeah. a it's it's a like say whenever you were supporting him or not. I think it's a valid feeling. Yeah. Everybody, you know, was going through some. I shit. think a lot of it too. I compared it to because I'm. I grew up watching, and I still watch Liga MX. Yeah. Right, right. So, so I compared it a lot mm -hmm, to that. Mm -hmm, I would yeah. always say, like, if he was in Mexico, he would have been fired fifth, third or fifth game, honestly. Yeah. But it's a yeah. different league. It's a different, different league, yeah. Know. Like, that that situation was putting Austin FC and MLS into the this, like, area where it doesn't necessarily fit. It's not the same. So, but, yeah, like, a lot of people were feeling Wolf out uh, season one. but right. Um, I'm I'm glad that that uh, that they stuck around. They gave him that that confidence, and and he has proven himself to be a high caliber coach and someone that can put a system into players and that can rally them. And the players believe in him, and now the city believes in him. So cool to see. He's he's uh he, he's he's built some legacy in this team. Um, the way he he had in mind what he wanted to do last year. Mm -hmm. It didn't really go well, but you can see glimpses of it. And this year, especially the game that we're going to talk about shortly, it was Wolves' idea. Like you can just tell it was Wolves' tactics mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning to end. Um, it was it was it was great. And also, the one thing is he's getting more involved in the in the games as as you know, especially they get more intense. He's not a coach that sits back and just does this. You hear, you see him, you know, do a lot more interaction with the el, el asistente, do interaction with with you know his players. Yeah. Whenever they said like he scored a, Drusi scored a second goal, he felt very like, I've never seen him just so hyped up, and him and his team just like bonding together and and celebrating the way you should. I mean, you literally just scored a goal to you know to make it to the next round. I was, you know, fortunate enough to go to Alicia's birthday um, on Saturday, and some of the players were there, so it was it was cool because in there they were saying hi to every, everyone that you know approached to them and they were being kind. But nothing that that uh, helped out was just the fact that they were relaxed, they were having fun, they weren't, you know, um, 
in, in Mexico, and I think Jorge made a point, and I don't think we have this in, in the notes, is in Mexico, las concentraciones for, yeah. for uh, yeah, a playoff what, is like two, two days. Off. Yeah, that's what threw me off here. And yeah. I thought that's what it was going to be, and it wasn't. So when I was like, why are the players, you know, out and about? Like, no, they should be you know, concentrados. Yeah. We have a big game ahead of us. But right. no, I mean, I guess it didn't affect them. Man, honestly, I, I think that has a lot to do with the cultural makeup of our team. Yeah. Bonle, yeah. this was uh, Bundesliga where you got that German mentality or at least everyone's kind of buying into that type mm-hmm. of culture, yeah, con- concentrate. You're, you're not going anywhere. You're not going out during the weekend. But here we have we have a team of many different backgrounds, a, lo- a large majority of Latinos. So they prefer some kind of familial celebratory time to kind of ease ease into a, a playoff. So that's cool. That's cool that you got to see that. Dude, and there's one thing that I, that I, that I saw. is the fact that you saw the people that help put together the TIFOs, leaving the TIFO, you know, um, taking a break from that and coming to the party, you, you know, family like that, or from other players coming in as well. Um, and then just anybody that's, like, part of the community, they're, like, being there and also just celebrating, dancing with Alicia. I think they saw, the players saw that, and they were like, okay, there's something special here. Like, it's not just, a, like, a, a plastico. Like, it's real. And you, you can just see it. Um because even after the game, like the last game against RSO, they were a little more uh, reserved. They celebrated and they were, they, they were, you know, they went back to the locker room. And esas se quedaron más tiempo. And they weren't doing that for a while, which is something that, that um, I, I think that's going to help out as, as we go and, you know, we, we play the next game. Um, right. So I don't, I don't think anybody doubts uh, the love between, between team, fans, and everybody that forms part of that bond, right? Mm-hmm. But what people are doubting not our people but from the outside at least it seems to be what how far austin fc has gotten in in the season oh shit so here it is i made the best man you know good luck to how do you say hunger games uh may the odds be forever in your favor yeah so hopefully they're in my favor and not your favor We'll see about that. Uh, see you at the quick fingers. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, we're actually going to take a break because we're about to go into Hunger Game mode. Um, and this might be a shit show. One of us might be sitting in this chair after this. One of us might be happy. One of us might be sad. You know, one of us might have a black eye, but... I'll, I'll make sure both of y'all are happy. I'll make sure y'all keep it civil over here. Don't worry. Let me borrow your credit card and we'll for sure be happy here. <laughs> Just charge to the game. Charge to the game. (laughs) Charge it to the account. So we'll be back and we'll come back with the results. All right. So we are back. Uh, A little tension in the Hyperware Studios over uh, here. I I have never felt. I think (laughs) even whenever we've had like technical difficulties with with Zoom, I've never felt like that tension. Yeah. Uh, luckily, so, so we're still friends. T- t- uh, tell us a little bit about what just happened, Richie. Let the people know what's going on. So we we ended up uh, pretty much there was a, an allotted amount of tickets that were sold, um, and one thing that they they ended up doing is just pretty much, uh, you know, first come first serve, which is uh, fair. Um, and you have to log in at a certain time, but these tickets sell like faster than ACL tickets. I've bought I bought ACL tickets. I've bought Lala Palusi tickets. But I've never experienced something like this. Uh, the amount that we had, you know, a lot of gone in five minutes. Uh, I I was able to have the tickets on my card. 
and este I just it just slipped it just, it just slipped out of, slipped out of out my of your hand car. like I had it here and then it just like yeah. but there's always something technology's always gonna so, so that was the unfortunate that was the bad news the good news what was the good news our, our boy Kevin over here uh, uh, I was able to acquire mine sorry Richie hey, Kevin secured uh, he secured the bag he yeah. got his tickets but I'm just gonna put it out there good vibes to my man Richie someone's gonna come through for him either someone's gonna come with the pass or he's gonna get that press pass which so. I'm also like you know what I'm I'm back I live life on the edge so I feel like this is me just living it on the edge like this is like I, I it's anything that's easy for me it's boring but you know I <laughs> yeah. like this es que te gustan las tóxicas <laughs> No, no, no disrespect to Nak. No disrespect to Nak. No disrespect. Uh, yeah, I, I just like, I like, I like, I'm a masochist by nature. I've learned to be a masochist by nature. I think, I think as a DACA recipient, you know that, you know, yeah, you only get this much, so te lo tienes que chingar. Yeah. But it's all right, though. Hey, you know what? It's going to happen. It's going to come through. I, you know, regardless of what we're to do, uh, I got rented a car and I told the mood guy, if you guys want to do a quick set outside of the stadium, we're going to do it. Um, of course, during the game we can't bring in instruments, but I'm open to store instruments in my car. So, oh, I thought you were just a little. <laughs> 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 See, I could be on the edge, but you with a dirty mind, <laughs> and Madison likes that. And so, I think it's a good segue to go into a little bit of the pre-match form and um, kind of talk about um, this this result against Frisco. What do y'all think? Man, let's. Actually, uh, let's go into the how everything started. Uh, for me, I was talking to Coca earlier. The gems that social media was dropping, whether it was Austin FC or La Murga, that hyped up people. I mean, those those videos that Austin FC put out, you know, especially the one where the voices of uh, Leslie Reynaga was on it, which was pretty cool, and then. The other, you know, video that Duke did where they go in and they have Sean just uh, messing and putting the shredder, like putting a, a, a printout of the FC Dallas, FC Frisco um, in a shredder. That kind of hack, because everybody knows like, oh, this is some banter right here. So you get it from the team, from the, you know, for, for the for the competitive part. We also get it from the, from the fans. Um, that, and then. Another thing that happened and just keep going on is just like the release of the documentary. Some people got to watch it and, and see it. How that that it just started just giving people more and more like feeding feeding them to you know come in ready for for Sunday. Um, and one thing that everybody knew that the team didn't know is that you know the sneak you know hopefully we don't get in trouble by saying this, but uh, there was a pretty much a deal going on. Before the game, about 400 bags of confetti were snuck into the the supporter section. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was crazy. I just before the march, you know, people were coming up to us and being like, "Hey, put this in, you know, hide this, hide this confetti." Almost felt like I was drug smuggling, honestly, <laughs> and you know, just stuffing them <laughs> in my pants and. Some had more practice than others. Yeah, for sure. You, <laughs> I saw like, some people. You, you want me to like, sick this way? Yeah, oh, I, I got you, bro. Got you. Yeah, and then just like all over. And then like, does this look does this look funky? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, it looks like you have like a tumor or something on your side, but whatever. <laughs> just you know? put it, just put it in the crotch. Just enhance the crotch. Um, but yeah, we managed to get him in. You know, 
Oh. Hell yeah. Confetti, it, TIFO, every, everything looked amazing, dude. There was a, one of our friend's mom, she actually snuck it in her bra. There were some guys putting it in their, you know, inside their, their drums. Um, nobody noticed. I'm surprised, like, they didn't, you know, really check on anyone. They just let everybody go through because there were so many people, like, trying yeah, to get in the support. Um, I realized, I thought being a, you know, a, a rivalry game, especially in the playoffs, uh, that security would be a little bit more, you know, tough. Yeah. But no, they didn't really check, because I always go in with my little, uh, I like to call it my MERS. Um, they didn't even check that. Normally they check it, and yeah. I, like, had it, you know, I unzipped it, and I put it there, and, you know, the guy was just like, oh, you can go on through. I was like, it's pretty chill. Okay. Hey, I was man. like. <laughs> Trust. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, man. That's like, dope. And even, like, some people went in, and I guess they saw the alarm go on, and they were like, I just have my keys and my wallet. They're like, I just go ahead and go through. Yeah, they were, like I said, very lenient. They were just like, yeah, go on through. And and there was a, like, before, the, like, any any of this, there was another march that we did from Hop Squad. Um, in the march, the banner had, keep doubting us. Um, that, that, was, that was like a statement that, you know, that I think whenever the, you know, we went through that drought of losing games. It felt like, man, are we sure we're actually starting to doubt ourselves? But now that we beat ourselves, it's kind of like, okay, you gotta, you know, you gotta bring that keep doubt in us, and that became a thing for this game. Um, that it was, it was good. Um, a couple of sets before the, you know, we go in the stadium, and we get in the stadium. There's a line, and I would say, two hour, like an hour and thirty minutes before the game. The supporter sections was already like packed. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we we also had is the TFO of the Austin FC logo that pretty much extended from the bottom, from the top all the way to the bottom. So that covered a good maybe like two thirds of the, the 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 benches. Yeah, I believe so. I think pretty much all of one hundred and three, which is where I usually. Uh, where yeah. I'm usually at in the no, it, looked, it, it looked incredible, yeah. man. I've seen footage of it. I've seen some aerial uh, footage of it, like what it looked like, the, the rollout. Everything was perfect. But I think what most impresses me is like how quickly it was done. You know, all the types of coordination that it took to make that. I don't know if you can speak to it, uh, Kevin or Richie, to that. Well, I uh, Edward Stephanie's uh, husband. He showed me like what it was gonna look like. Like say without any anyone in there, and it looked like it was gonna take a good amount of space. And like, oh, it's going to be badass. Um, the, the, where it was going to be placed, like, Rigo was on top of that shit. From the moment that we got there, he was already, like, moving around. Because there was also, like, what do you call it? It's, like, linears that went from the top of the, the, the like, the stands all the way to the bottom. Um, the, those were there as well. The plan was, and it worked out perfect, is to start pulling everything out after the second strofa. I don't know how to say it in English. Um, so second strophe of the national anthem. Oh, okay, okay. So then, that uh, as soon as she said, "Free," a ver, a ver. yeah, <laughs> and then that pause, and then the, and the home down. of the brave, <laughs> and that shit slowly just started coming out like beautifully. Um, Hell yeah! And then uh, I was in a part where you know you have to hide and just. Or like this with the T-Fo. Yeah, you just yeah. got to shake it. So, Richie and I were down there. Or like this. Shaking it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so one thing, like, um, really quick, I, I got to share, you know, the game with Kevin and with Mago, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It was my first time being there uh, in the that photos, section. The photos looked amazing, dude. I yeah. see, the, the, the screen cap <laughs> you saw me, you sent me of the live broadcast. Oh, yeah. You were there with your 
With, your, with con, all the beauty out. Con el conche, <laughs> como, como señor de gimnasio de parque. También. But dude, it was, it was, it was magical. Um, one thing that, that I, I did enjoy is um, just the atmosphere before the game. Uh, one, one minute long heartbeat. We have never done it. Actually, we actually ended up holding the broadcast for ESPN and they had to take a break and just enjoy that moment. Yeah. Um, That's that's another cool thing that happened. Um, what do you? How was? How did you feel in that? You know, in that particular moment. Um, honestly, it's like it's like almost time just stood still, and even yeah. though we were loud, at the same time it was just kind of like almost like tunnel vision. I don't know if there's a word for like mm -hmm. when it just kind of all just mm -hmm. comes to, and then all of a sudden, you know, I kind of. Because I, I had my eyes closed. I'm not much of a believer or prayer, but, you know, during that time I was praying a little bit. Sí. Uh, ¿Quién le estaba rezando? Al, al <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is that I did tweet. Um, I said, hola, Dios, soy yo de nuevo. Solamente te pido que... Austin FC and his mother a Frisco. Can you so, so a screenshot the, of that one? Yeah, I would like to have that, you know, that's graphic. A, that's a proven verification. And I God, do want to... God yeah. reads Twitter. Yeah. And I, and I did, I did, in my tweet, I did add also, Ike Rayados Ramonte contra Pachuca. Obviously, that uh, one didn't happen. That didn't happen. But the, he answered this one and the, the other prayer, you know, I, I guess he just wanted Austin FC to have it more. Hell yeah. But, dude. you know, I'll take it. And then after that, it just kind of, you know, All right, game time, and I was nervous. I, and then the long, like you said, the long heartbeat mm -hmm. was making it more, like, anxious for me. And I was like, I just want this, you know. Mm -hmm. As much as I love the heartbeat, I was like, I just want this to start. Like, Yeah, you wanted it to see the ball to roll, yeah. like, just to see the game, and, and see then, the game through. Yeah, once I hear, you know, the just the instruments going off and then the uh, tifo coming down, that's when I was like, all right. You, know, can, you yeah. can kind of breathe a little yeah. bit after that. Because I was, man, my nerves were through the roof. That's wonderful, yeah. man. I mean, I think, obviously, Austin FC pr has provided that spectacle for us, you know, that that those wonderful results and, like, the craziness of a game. But I, the, the, the fans and the supporters groups, like, everything, all the environment that they make, has that's been the show on display for, for national audiences. And I think everybody from... from Outside of Austin, looking in, they can't help but admire it and and give give pretty high praise to it. Or you know, we got we also got some haters out there. Yeah. But I mean, that's what comes with greatness. And you know that big big props to to Los Verdes and all the supporters groups for what they La Murga for all the, for all the work that they do to create that environment. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I just want to put that put it out there that I saw on Twitter and social media that you know. We got paid to do this stuff, and that the yeah. club paid for that. No, nobody paid. These are volunteers. Exactly. Like we're all volunteers yeah. here. Setting we, the record straight. Yeah, man. we we're take volunteers, man. <laughs> we take time out of our, you know, busy days, busy schedules to, you know, do these thiefos and just anything, you know, give back to the community in however way we can and to the team. So, yeah, none of that was paid for. That's love. Yeah, that's sure. love. Sorry, I have to reply to a message. Uh, so... <laughs> Things are on the work, but it's all good. <laughs> but I did hear to everything what you guys were saying. Uh, it was it was one of those things that um, I did see the tweet, and and I think and and I did 
the same guys also would say something like something similar to what Joe has done to what uh, Luis have done that oh it's a screen print or it's so the the team paid for it um it was a bullshit you know take from people to say like for me every time i see something cool that someone created i'm going to admire it you know if, if Houston does something with whatever resources they got that's good for them if Dallas the Frisco does something good for them LA does something good for them like like that aspect is you you can't you know just you got you got i mean the banter's there and everything but it's just one of those things that you also have to appreciate when things are good some people have shitty lives and unfortunately they can't appreciate that type of stuff yeah and it's it's unfortunate like just learn to appreciate it it's the same thing with like the ronaldo and messi fanboys mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it can get real it ugly. Get, it can yeah. get real ugly, real intense, especially on social media. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. the they're two of the greatest players that we were fortunate enough to watch them play. Like, mm-hmm. just be grateful. Like, yeah, I get it. They, you know, one of them played for Barcelona, the other one for Madrid. But mm-hmm. like, just learn to appreciate them right. because, like, I know not only did we grow up, you know, watching them, but we also grew up watching uh, Ronaldinho. Of course. Ronaldo, the the real Ronaldo as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, you know, these other players and mm-hmm. then sadly these younger generations, they only got, you know, Ronaldo and Messi. So right. I don't and know. I guess it's different. Like we know how to appreciate them and then these other people are, or yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm using the correct word. No, I get what you're saying. I mean yeah. it's a generational thing. Yeah. And just like we we were wa- starting to watch a game with Ronaldo and Ronaldinho you know, our, our, our uncles and our fathers and our grandparents, like, they watch Maradona. They yeah. watch these other players, Hugo Sanchez. So every every cult, every generation has their idols. And I think with maturity, it comes uh, comes appreciation. Mm-hmm. And and kind of going back to what, what we were talking about, about, like, some of the shit that was said on social media in regards to, oh, this is staged or this is paid and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get it, if you don't understand it, and if you can't appreciate it, it's, it There's something wrong with you. Nah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't meant for you. Yeah, like, you're not right. the audience. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's one of those. At the end of the day, like one of my friends always told me, when you're doing something right, someone's gonna hate. Right. Yeah. That's, it's, you know, it's true. We're yeah. doing something right. You know, your attention always brings good and bad. I mean, when you're doing something good, you're gonna get attention from good and people that you know mm-hmm. that would give you props and also people that don't. Which it's all part of the game. Um, the pre-match form before the game, we beat RSL and ended up going to um, By extra, form of extra time. Penalty kicks. And then extra penalty, time, kicks. penalty kicks. But the way we went into overtime was a, a penalty called in our favor right almost before the game was over. That shit. moments of the game. How, how were you feeling as we were in the game and what was going through your mind um, whenever, like, say, for example, it was minute 90 and still nothing? Um, honestly, I mean, I, I kept a little bit of hope, you know, what's mm-hmm. the saying? La esperanza muere al último. Yeah. Because um, one thing I know is that the teams that I support, mm-hmm. they always they always leave things to the last minute. Rayados, <laughs> Arsenal. So, you know, yeah, it yeah. just... I was like, something's going to happen. I don't know what, yeah. but something's going to happen. And, I mean, fortunately for us, you know, we got the, the PK right there at the end. And and then I was ner- I was like, 
I don't know why the thought that he's gonna. What if he misses it? Yeah. But you know, Drusi never misses. So it's true. It, ju- it just. I think yeah. it's just all these. You know, you always think the worst at like yeah, in these it, kind of situations. It, it, it's our it's our way of kind of uh, co- like helping prepare ourselves for yeah. for, for defeat for doom for yeah. like that drop. But I mean, we got Drusi on our team, man. Yeah, right. He's taking a PK. <laughs> like anybody would love to have be in that situation. You know yeah. what I mean? Whenever you see him do the little like stand. A guy has nerves of steel, man. He's like, he, he does. And what's crazy is that we're the same age. We 26. share the same birthday. birthday. Oh, February really? February 9, 1996. Oh, you're February? Yeah. February 9th? My February, February 5th, bro. Yeah, hey. there you go. Aquarius. February babies over the here. <laughs> what's, what's the sign? The zodiac sign? I believe it's Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius? I, I don't, don't know what it means, but people, every time I'm like, oh, I'm an Aquarius, like, oh, that explains everything. Yeah, I same. Don't know what the I'm just like, like, well, I'm a, I'm a cancer, so it's water. We get along, right? I was <laughs> I don't know. Pregúntale a Walter. Pregúntale a Walter. Hey, recipes. So that happened, and well, how come now from the, you know, from that, you know, as we went and we went on PKs, what was something that you guys like? How confident you felt going into this game, um, right before kickoff? I mean, because well, I mean, wait, let me before like say Saturday night uh, before the march. What was your confidence level in the team? Uh, because I feel like the, the emotion everybody got, everybody felt like hundred percent once we got to the to the um, to the march, and then from the march to the stadium, everybody was pumped, but. Before that, like, were you confident? Like, we will pull this through, this off, or? Um, I want to, if I'm being honest, no. But obviously on the outside, I was like, yeah, we're going to win. But on the inside, I was like, I don't know. You know, we weren't, we didn't finish the season strong. Mm-hmm. We started out strong, but then, like I said, we didn't finish it. Yeah. As, uh, we didn't finish how we would have wanted. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, RSL was... I think they were coming off of like a hot streak, if I'm correct. I mean, they managed to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. Or maybe I'm, I don't know. If, I don't know if they, but, you know, regardless, these lower seated teams were just motivated and, you know, coming in ready to, you know, to play. And then we go, you know, so I, I yeah, the March was great and all that. Um, it definitely helped in calming the nerves down mm-hmm. and getting me pumped. But it's, again, that voice inside my head was like, I don't know. No, you're I, don't, okay. I, don't know. I know. <laughs> me too. Trust me. So I feel the same yeah. way. So beautiful. I'm, I'm happy my words were inspiring <laughs> and touching. Happens every episode at some moment. Just tears. Yeah. Cheers. Tears go. Yeah. You good? No, yeah. Actually, let me take a break because I think something got in my eye. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's been an episode. I thought I was like, wait, did I didn't even. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, wait until. I got something No. Wait until we get to Frisco, then you're going <laughs> to. You were nervous, but also like, you know, I don't know. I think we all felt the same way. I, I felt I felt like I was excited. Um, I was more nervous against LAFC when we played them at home than this game right here, just because. We hadn't beaten uh, Dallas, well, Frisco, at all, whether home or away. And also, we we weren't doing really good in the in the field uh, for the for the previous games, except for I think it's RSL when we beat three yeah. zero. So I'm like, man, like I know this guy's right here. They, I know like this is where. But in my mind, I was like, okay, if, if we win this game, then he's gonna give us a, a 
confidence boost, but not to like feel overly confident, but enough to go to LA and you know because I know like I really want L I really wanted LA as much as I wanted um, Galaxy to win. I just wanted LA to you know just to build that that classical vibe, like just to build yeah. that something different. Right. Um, and hopefully, I was like, man, if LA wins, you know, hopefully I can also yeah. go to LA. So that ended up working out. Yeah, dude, I share this. I, sh- I, I, was, I was kind of feeling the same way too, man. Going into the game, um, I was a little bit more nervous about the first playoff match because it was the mm-hmm. first playoff match and how they would work in the big stage, how Austin FC would perform. Yeah, especially because. RSL kind of snuck into the the playoffs, so yeah. it's always you always hear that story in uh, these types of tournaments. Like the team that gets hot at the end, it's just yeah. about getting hot at the end and hitting the right form. Yeah. So I was more nervous about that game and just how it went through P- through overtimes and PKs was had me at the edge of my seat the whole the whole game and my nerves. But this game I was excited for because mm-hmm. we ne- we had never beaten Dallas, we never beaten Frisco FC, so. As a supporter, I was excited for the poetic justice of like being able to finally beat Dallas in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And if as a as a supporter, I'm excited. I can't imagine how the players felt. I think the players loved the fact that we were playing Dallas and I can you know get that win over yeah. our in-state rivals. So like, I was pretty calm about this game in comparison to the first playoff game. Yeah. Um, now going into the the game as you know right before kickoff. There was just a, the crowd. started going an hour before the game. It was just like you can hear it. The the Frisco players walked out in the field just to you know like take pictures and recognize it. And from that moment, we let them know like what's gonna happen during the game. Um, some of the players were actually like dancing to our our chants, and they were like you know like laughing around, which was cool. You know like hey, you gotta also do your part. But in our side, we were letting them know like oh we're ready for y'all. Yeah, and they also they some of them seem was like a little overly confident yeah like you know we like you guys haven't beaten us obviously and mm-hmm. then it worked in our favor yeah it worked in our For favor sure. yeah but i i, I want to say i mean we i want to say as the fans we got in their head a little bit yeah you know no definitely um yeah. and a lot of people probably think oh no like you guys but you didn't play though it's like no that's not the point there's like, an mentally, effect yeah, there's, an, there's effect, an effect a mental and spiritual yeah. and kind of even communication level effect yeah for uh, sure and i mean we know you know what happened and stuff but yeah so fuck it let's talk about it let's get into the game a little bit the game um let's go into the lineups the same pretty much against um rsl except for one change and it was in the couple changes couple changes Danny Pereira. Uh, Danny Pereira and, instead uh, of Valencia Musa, Musa and Musa instead of Ruti. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's kind right. of unexpected for me to see Musa, Musa up there, but once you started seeing the game kind of roll through, it just made perfect sense. To have someone like him just... The way he was yeah. holding people off the ball, his physicality, his just presence up there um, was perfect. And it's something that I don't think Ruti can give you. Ruti is a very... Uh, se mueve mucho. Y se mueve a los espacios, se mueve bien. Pero para aguantar la pelota creo yo que le, que le cuesta. Now, with, with Musa, I, I think he was a little more static. But it was just to either pull a defender and let someone come through from behind. Or just to hold the ball and, you know, just make the pass al espacio. That's right. that's what I saw. Um, but, man, he was a beast. Like He was a beast, man. They will come ahead him and he'll, he'll, get, he'll get him back. They will come at him with everything. They, yeah. Le tiraban todo el cuerpo and... 
they would like bounce off of him, dude. He's like made of steel. Yeah, dude. Wait, you saw that training he did in the you know in the preseason yeah, in, in Africa <laughs> on, the, on, the beach, on the beach. That's but, uh, crazy, dude. Um, so that was that was one thing. Uh, right after the you know the game started, the, the one thing that I take that I I appreciated was the right simple passing they were all doing, the transitions. I think for a game like this, si empiezas bien y tranquilo. It's gonna, you know, you know, you can do it, and you can just from the first, you know, couple of touches, you can tell like Wolf had a plan for this for this game. Yeah. Um, no, no one really felt nervous, which mm -hmm. was good. Um, you didn't see players, you know, just like with their head down. There were other players were literally similar to how we did with LAFC. Todos enfocados y a regresar, defender. Uh, Jorge Turralde mentioned era jugaban en bloques. You defend with uh, eight and you attack with eight, but they were uh, they were all compressed and not giving them a, a room to breathe. Yeah, definitely. Wolf he got it right. I mean, from the lineup, like mm -hmm. you said, putting Jite in. What I I love Jite. I'm a big fan of like a true number nine, like target forward, mm -hmm. big guy. They're not quick, but just, you know, a little shoulder and boom, they're, you know, they'll, they'll open up all this space. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. So that worked in our favor. I don't, I think uh, Frisco probably was coming with the idea that Ruti was going to play. Yep. So that we were going to go more for like, you know, maybe a long ball and, you know, speed. So I think that definitely, you know, got to them the having, um, Jita up there, just mm -hmm. bodying people left and right, and letting others like Drusi just play his game. Yeah, that's that's one thing that uh, Drusi got to play his game. Uh, the the change, I think one one thing I noticed is just Ring not playing too much in the wing and more like in the center. Yeah, he dropped. He, it's almost like he dropped a little bit behind. Yeah, from where he usually plays, and it kind of gave the team a little bit more stability, and and allowed it gave more freedom to some of the other. Players playing right in front of them, and, and they were they didn't feel as sponged up in the exactly. last three quarters as they would like in the previous games. Uh, Pereira's perfect in the transitions, like yeah. the Pereira we know he can do. He, he was played just, amazing, dude. He played an amazing game. Yeah, um, Finley Finley played a good game. Estel Nick Lima también igual y todo. Um, maybe whenever Rigoni came in because of of you know like a system that you already have implemented to someone new with. You know, it, it took a little bit off beat. Probably it, one of his best games, I'd say. He played good for for the game that it was going on, especially for how I feel like him coming in. It was a transitional point where Dallas had the the ball, and it was like in the 60th minute. Um, but by then, we were already two zero, and then they scored during that. I I would say transition time. Um, And then from that, what we ended up just seeing is just little by little that the team started like settling as as they went. Um, one thing that I you know that I forgot to mention is the the first goal was from Digite in minute uh, like minute twenty five twenty five yeah right around there and off a corner kick he just yeah. finds it in the in the box and just fucking nails it it shakes the net. Just a classic Jite finish. Yeah, and that's one thing about, like, is again, his, you know, style of play is that 
he's just there in the right he's time. He's just there. Yeah. You know, almost like, you know, he was poaching almost. Yeah. But that's what you want, you know. Sometimes you need to be a poacher yeah, for a game a like this. Yeah. yeah. And he was there and just blasted. I did, honestly, when I, you know, we were on the on the other side, the supporter section. It had been so fast. And then I just heard everybody screaming and I was like, we, did we just score? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I guess we did just score. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it was weird because, like you said, I was like, oh, shit, that happened. That just happened. Yeah. The way it happened. And we were uh, literally for the whole season, we were looking for plays like that, you know, to happen. Because we were we had so many plays que no, no entraban, entraban. Y esta de repente, con la emoción, con todo lo que tenían, entró. Um, and then he actually did the run to pull a defender three minutes after that when Drusi just carried the ball to the right y la metió cruzadita. Yeah, that, again, Chita, just, he doesn't need the ball. You yeah, know, just, yeah, se movió. Se movió, you know, hizo el movimiento. Drusi, you know, did his thing. Mm-hmm. And he just put it bottom right, or bottom, was it left? Corner? Bottom, yeah, bottom left. left. Bottom left, yeah. yeah. Perfect, like, basically perfectly placed and paced shot because it's across his body yeah across the goal in between yeah. defenders and between the goalkeeper like yeah those are things that uh i think def- definitely make him elite to be able to finish that because it's like a very very low percentage shot yeah true mvp yeah for sure <laughs> mvp like we, we just gotta say it. yeah i was listening to uh to the end earlier and then they were saying uh i, I think it's just something that you know like they want Mukhtar to take it. Like, their take was, like, Mukhtar takes it. And I'm like, okay, but they they made, they made a point after that. However, he's not in the run anymore. Yeah. Right. So he, didn't, he didn't perform when it matters. Yeah. When it yeah. most matters. Yeah. And then yeah. one of them was like, well, Drusi actually performed. And he's, he's been, been performing. He's been doing it all year, baby. And we're like, this is what we've been telling you. You just don't pay attention to us. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I don't know why, you know, all these pundits and stuff always write us off. And it's we keep cool. proving them wrong. I mean, yeah, it's been working. It, it just it yeah. motivates the team and stuff. But I mean, Drusi is a quality player, and the fact that when we needed him for that like RSL game when we were down, mm-hmm. he said, "Chinga su madre, score the goal!" Like he just put the team on his back yeah, and yeah. beautiful header, yeah, beautiful header to bring us back in the game. Yeah, and just the whole game, he was just you know he does it all. Yeah, he drops back, he creates, he scores. Mm-hmm. And he's selfless. Yeah. Like, how many players are there like that in the MLS? I don't think this is it's like a one of a kind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one thing we have to just continue to highlight is he's a player that makes his teammates play well. Like, yeah. he's a player that doesn't just act like an asshole whenever things are not going right. He actually encourages the players, you know, low key. You can always know, you can always tell because when he gets close to them, they don't feel like intimidated by him. They feel like, you know, Okay, it's my you know he's he trusted me, um, and you want that from someone that's going for MVP like you know race especially. Um, now now for for like regarding like say the good bad and and the ugly, um, what is something good that you guys felt that was part of the game besides the win? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like. Regarding the game, or just or, or what is something you would keep from from this game in particular? Probably beating Frisco. I don't know. I mean, 
That's that's a hard question. No, yeah. definitely, definitely. Answer. Like, <laughs> you you want to keep that team confidence. Yeah. The yeah. team has has had that belief in themselves throughout the entire season, but it's it proves itself in those difficult moments, right? So, like, the t- the whole team was playing intense from from back back of the line to, to the midfielders mm-hmm. to the forwards. Um, definitely, too. You know, everyone's intensity and trust in each other. You know, we were talking about their bonding outside of the field. Like that all comes into play during moments like this. Mm-hmm. You know. Other players stepping up, other than uh, Andrusi, you know, the, uh, Gita being in the right place at the right time. But not only that, you have Dani Pereira playing a solid match, Alex Reem playing a solid match. The defense for the entire first half clamping down uh, uh, Frisco FC, and I think they had one shot on target in the whole first half. To me, that was probably one of the best halves Austin mm-hmm. FC has played. So I would keep everything in that first half that they did, I would keep that because mm-hmm. – what I saw in the second half was kind of a, a lowering of the intensity, mm-hmm. and Dallas made some changes. I yeah. think they, they brought Jara in, and he was more a little bit more physical, different, and it kind of helped them. So it put us in situations where we didn't look as uh, compact in the back. Yeah. So that's something that I would kind of change. Yeah, I think those when you bring in like those quicker players because they also brought in uh, Pamacall. I the, the guy on the right that yeah. was like tearing yeah. it up. Yeah, super so quick. I think that always um, I've noticed throughout the season, speed has always affected us mm-hmm. in the bag. Yeah, not necessarily with uh, Gallagher because he's just so quick, but Lima, uh, Gabrielson, and Cascante, you know, they're not the fastest. Mm-hmm. So when you put speed, it kind of exposes it, them. It exposes a bit. them, yeah. yeah, and then it opens us up leaving all those spaces mm-hmm. for those quick, you know, players on the opposing team to take advantage of. But I think we had it. I didn't think we had it locked down. Yeah. You know? uh, I think with Lima, it, it's not a thing of speed, but I think it's more of a thing of positioning. Um, just, I, I noticed, I felt like in the times that, you know, he had a bad game, it was just like, you know, the spaces he would go into, he was either way too high or sometimes instead of covering inside the, you know, like, like say the the person that is attacking, he would come from behind or try to catch up. To it, yeah, and I've noticed that too. Yeah, because because like say with with Bell, he pretty much boxed them he out. Locked them out. Yeah. He boxed them. So, I think I think with him it's just a lot of it is just you know positioning and trying to go way too high and do an, an overlap. Where by the time they're you know, they're attacking us, it's hard for for. Ring to come and, and take his place, or or uh, Pereira. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that that we learned is just um, I would say for me is we learn to like and it goes goes with the key. We learn to not depend on Drusi. Yeah. yeah, we learn to not you know every time we go through a situation where it get you know everything goes south, Drusi is the one we all look to, and it's like oh, please. Pull something out of your, you know, your magic. Everybody just came and did their thing and took away. I mean, as much as we want Drusi to be, you know, the 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 person that that causes an effect, we also don't want him to. We also don't want to rely on him too much, especially mm-hmm. for times like this. Where what if he has a bad day? Yeah, what if right. he has? A, everyone's gonna have a bad day. Every game is life or death. What if his next game is a bad one? You know, it can exactly. happen. Exactly. He's, yeah. he's a human being after all. So in those moments, the team has to be able to step up like they did against Dallas in, in moments and, and continue that uh, that thrust, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, what is something that I would change or something that, you know, it's bad or ugly? I, I think it's 
you got to keep your best player on the field the whole time. Mm. Um, what, are you ta- what are you specifically talking about, Richie? Uh, like, say, the, the substitution of, of uh, bringing in Wolf for Fagundes. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. You don't need to. I mean, Fagundes, he can go the full ninety minute. I right. get like he was probably Wolf was probably thinking more tactically and like oh, thinking of the game ahead. Um, but if you're doing good, like why mess up that flow, that chemistry, you know? Right. And and, and yeah. then bring in bring in Wolf, the which I don't think we needed to bring him in. Yeah. The game was already set. I think the only thing that it Probably gave him was just fresh legs. Probably, right. then, yeah. But w- w- when when you have a player like Wolf come in, and even Rioni, I mean, he, specifically talk about Wolf, like you lose experience. Yeah. When he comes in, especially during a time like this, he could ha- be the freshest legs and the quickest guy. But I saw moments where he looked at a position going into an intense game like that is difficult enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for those games, those big rivalry games, you want to have players that know how to play those games yeah. that are accustomed to the. You know, because Drusi, you know, he comes from a River Plate. So, you know, those big rivalry games against Boca Juniors. Mm-hmm. He knows what those are like. Um, same with Rigoni coming from Argentina. And Brazil. And, yeah, and not nothing against Wolf, you know. But I, I just don't think mentally he's probably not there. He probably just is going to take it as any other game, you yeah. know. And, and ca- like you said, he came in and he was out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times he was re- almost getting into the positions where other players should have been. Right, right. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I when kind of going back to your uh, uh, comment on the substituting of Fagundes, Fagundes was not happy. He was yeah. not happy coming out. He went out the long way. He was kind of shaking his head no at the bench. He's a player that he's pretty vocal about how he feels sometimes. Yeah, man. <laughs> he... And that's what I like about him. Like that's why he's he's my favorite player in the team because it's about to is it's he's honest and you know Yeah, he keeps it real. He keeps it real. Um I mean hopefully Wolf can learn from this one. And you know, when we go into LAFC, he doesn't sub out your best. I mean, because for me is if you're thinking tactically for the next game, you can think of that during the week after right. you win. Don't think of it at the moment of the game. You know, these guys right here are athletes. They they can last if you put them to you know if you put them to work, and another thing is like we don't have another midweek game where you have to right, just go right. to para Libertadores or anything. No, you have another whole week, and some until they can play like again. Um, hopefully, 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 please, Wolf, no saques a Fago. Yeah. Oh, and, Odrusi. And one thing, um, Fago, going back to Fago, my uncle, he always tells me that you know every team has that one player that is like they're in either in touch with the fan base or or you can say like if you want to describe like oh what is Austin like or who is Austin I mean he may not get all those you know like <coughs> accolades, accolades yeah, yeah. like Drusi does and stuff mm-hmm. or other players on the team but and he's out there, you know, yeah. giving it his all for as long as he's, you know, on the field. And, um, yeah, I love, I think Fagundes is probably my favorite player as well. Fagundes, yeah. te quiero mucho, wey. Y lo sabes. I was going to be, like, I saw him on Saturday, and inside of me, I was like, 
but outside I was like, Señor, ¿cómo está? Buenas tardes. <laughs> Gusto en verlo. But inside of yeah. me, I was like, otro Cuauhtémoc. Like, I would say Fagunes and Cuauhtémoc for me are like in the same level. And <laughs> in terms of in your heart. In my heart, yeah. Uh, Messi's, you know, Messi's like a different. Messi's more like, like say, the, the talent and what he gives to Barcelona, but Fagun and Cuauhtémoc, they're like in just in something different. It's just like they... Eh, Sienten los colores. Sienten los no, colores yeah, y los lo sientes es, a ellos. Yeah, saben lo que es jugar un partido como el contra Fri, uh, Frisco. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, and, and on the flip side, on looking at Frisco's squad, I was kind of expected more, but I, I didn't hope for it that he would do more. But Ferreira, I thought he would, he would be a little bit more, you know, uh, scared, like, you know, p p possess more of an mm -hmm. uh, offensive threat against us and he was pretty subdued he was he, he was almost it's like uh, he was one of the i've noticed when uh when they came out to like yeah. check the field out and stuff he was one that like he didn't want to look to the crowd when we were like yelling and saying shit to them but like, we just i like i just knew that mentally he wasn't in the right you know headspace yeah, i mean he, he's a young guy 21 years old Trying to earn his spot on the on the U.S. squad, probably it's a lot of I the think, line, I think he's dude. supposed to be the starting. Probably yeah. has a spot, but trying to have the the starting spot mm -hmm. on yeah. Team USA. So, a lot of questions are, have been asked of him, uh, especially towards the end of Dallas's season. And yeah, because he started out pretty hot. You know, he he had a, he had a decent season. I, I forget how many goals he scored, but um, yeah, man, he he looked like he was in his head a little bit. Um, and I don't know if it's the nerves of the playoff or the nerves of the upcoming World Cup. I think it was us that we broke him, or yeah. the fans. That the fan, I think so. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we fucked with his head. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just, he's a talented player, but I just feel like we, we got to them one way or another. Yeah. Right, we um, got to them before the game even yeah. started. Like, yeah. like, like, say they came in and, like, deep down inside of them, they're like, oh shit. Like, say for example, there's a player that maybe, like, say he's. His reaction, you know, like to like emotionally to something that's adverse, is, you know, like how it was for more than ninety minutes. It, it's it, it's detrimental for for your mind. I mean, imagine like someone giving you shit for five minutes. You already, I'm over here like earlier, you know, freaking out about tickets. Now imagine a, a game that's important, like, and also you all have to deal with the World Cup thing. Like, right? It, it's a lot at stake. But um, modo, así se curten. All right, yeah, man. So. Anything else to be said on this game before we move on? Um, I'm just glad we won. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, Amen, I was, with, I, I yeah. was uh, next to Richie and Quesadilla and Mago. Man, I was crying. Like when that final whistle blew, yeah. I started crying like a baby. Like yeah. I was just hugging everybody around. That's awesome. Yeah. It was like, uh, it was like, it was. Magical man, like yeah, that's awesome. I was actually I talked to I spoke to my boss uh, earlier, and then he's like, "Did you find your shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I I, uh, I had it in my bag." Um, but I mean, just for me is getting to spend time with the people that I you know that I hang out with, that I play soccer with, and pick up that I I have beers with, just to celebrate that. Like not just like ten people, but like hundreds of us in there. It, it was perfect. Um, another good thing is like saldo blanco. No, from what we know is there was no violence after the game. Yeah. Because these games can also lead to some shit. So everything's good. That's great, man. And Q2, but I do want to point out that Q2 was the loudest I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Not only in the supporter section, but 
all it's around all it. throughout. Yeah. No, I, I I saw a lot of statements of people like getting yeah my my uh, my watch yeah being so high yeah even i for a while like i was chanting and i couldn't hear myself wow so then i would get even louder in in the louder i got like i still couldn't hear myself chant it was it was really loud one thing that i want to give props to is y'all because for me it's my first time being there it's like sitting like standing on the rail for almost a whole game but i keep switching back and forth and i cheated because there's a seat down so i get you know i got to you know, get some rest. But how can y'all do it for 90 minutes? Like, I mean, your your ankles must be, like, made of steel because I got tired, like, five minutes before the game started. I started cramping. I was like, crap. <laughs> no. I drank water for it and everything, but no. Like, I'm glad I wasn't playing. Yeah, no, um, my – when I get home, my ankles are swollen. <laughs> like, when I get home and I take my sh- – I, like, I'm struggling to take my shoes off because, you know, yeah. my ankles, my feet are just so swollen. But I think once you're – like, once the game starts and you're just chanting, you kind of, for, or at least for me, like, I forget that mm-hmm. I'm even up there and I'm just so emotionally invested in the game. It, it isn't until, like, after the game when I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. Like, I'm tired. I need to go home. Yeah, because the adrenaline just kind of dies think, down yeah. and you start to feel, feel everything that you just did. Yeah. That's tough. But, man, it's totally worth it. I can't yeah. imagine. And one day we'll have Cook up there with us. Yeah, okay, we'll go together, there. man. <laughs> yeah, I was at I was at the RSL game. I w- I was at that game in okay. the supporter section. That was badass to to see that to go to to win the first playoff yeah. match. Unfortunately, I wasn't at this game. I, I went to Houston to for my dad's birthday. But um, I shout was, out, shout out to my pops, sixty one. He's getting there. Dang, almost Medicare age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude. I'm like, dad, you know all the benefits that are gonna come right over? all the perks. Um, nah, uh, had a great, fa- great time with my family and, um, actually started driving back to Austin about an hour, hour and a half before kickoff. And right when the game started, I switched with my wife. I'm like, you got to drive. So I was watching the game on my phone and I watched the second half at home, but oh my gosh, dude, I would have been I, stressing for I was, you. Dude. I, I was screaming in the car, you know, like screaming at, uh, when we got home, screaming at the TV, like on my feet, I felt like I was there. But I know being there is like a thousand times that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just the fact that I had to drive because I was coming in through 290, get 183 north, and I could see the stadium lights. It was like kind of You got the FOMO. I was like getting a little FOMO, but I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Keep it composed. I would have, <laughs> man, I would have been crying, dude. I have, I have FOMO. No, I know you man, do. I'm like, I would have been crying. I would have yeah. not been able to sleep. I'm like, how dare did I miss yeah. this? Yeah, dude. I, and I mean, we could talk about levels of attachment and stuff I've, I've talked about this before but my heart was there i was with y'all in spirit and, I, and I followed it i followed every step of the game um, you, you know what's funny too is that um when q2 was so loud they said it in the broadcast that um the frisco coaching staff was having trouble communicating to their players yep. because it was so yep. loud so i don't know who Texted uh, Rigo, you know, because he was down there, you know, mm-hmm. trying to lead some chants. Somebody texted him like, hey, they just said in the broadcast that it's so loud. Mm-hmm. He took a screenshot of that and then he sent it on our Slack. And everybody uh, started uh, just. Uh, yeah, he like just put it on important announcements and just like blasted it to everybody to like, he was like, keep fucking going and stuff. And now you just see people like looking down at their watches. You're and like, stuff. all right. Like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, like, motiv- yeah, just like motivated every, you know, just to keep going. That's and awesome. Like, yeah. 
those are wonderful stories that I think will stay like in the history of of the, of the legacy of the. Playoffs. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know when I'm once I'm old and like telling my kids or you know we made it to our first first playoffs like you know I was your dad was up there on the rails <laughs> and you know chanting and losing his voice and you know but it was worth it. Yeah, man, and beating Frisco now brings us to. A semifinal in, in America or in the U.S. is the final of the Western Conference. And we're going to go to L.A. And we're going to play L.A. at the Bank of California on Sunday at 2 p.m. And that's 12, Sunday 2 p.m. of Pacific, 12 p.m. Central. It's a game that it's going to be tough. ¿Ya compraron sus boletos para el vuelo? Ya, esa cuando... Uh, cuando acabó el partido, uh, I went to Where Austin TV, their fan reactions. Yeah. Shout out to them. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I went over there and uh, Hernan, you know, was asking me the questions. And I was I was having trouble um, talking because yeah. I was getting choked up yeah. just thinking of everything that had just happened. Like, yeah. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to cry. You were still in the heat of I the was moment. Still, yeah. yeah. So then I even told them, I was like, I was like, se me hace un nudo en la garganta. No puedo, no sé, quiero, no sé cómo describir lo que, lo que pasó. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know, we went through the interview and then he was like, one last question. Um, are you, are you going to be in LA? And I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm booking, I'm buying my flight tonight. Hell and yeah. I did. I got to Hop Squad and I'm there and I just, you know, asking people around, I was like, are you going? Are you going? And everybody, and then you just see people on the phone. Yeah, I'm buying my flight right now and yeah. stuff. And there was, I even know people bought their flight a month in advance. Yeah, yeah. yeah some, so they some were like, like yeah. Yeah. manifesting it. So yeah, I did it. I was like, yeah, chinga su madre. You know, I, this is a if I have. Who cares about the funds? Like I'll, Kevin will worry about that in the, in the, in the future. <laughs> future Kevin. Future that, Kevin. Th- those are things yeah. for future Kevin. To it's worry just. About. It was like you know. It's YOLO. I mean. You, you have, just yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's one of those. Gonna, I mean, yeah. hopefully Austin makes it to the playoffs. You know, every season, but you just don't know when when yeah. we're gonna be back in the party. Yeah. Right. And I exactly. think it's just this moment, like this season right here. We had to go. Um, and same, dude. I I was thinking about it from literally. It took me a, a minute to think about it from the walk to from the stadium to Hop Squad. In the Hop Squad, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna tell my wife I want to go to LA. But when I say I want to go to L.A., that means I'm going to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I get to the house, and by then I already have bought the ticket. And I was like, she's like, so you're telling me or you're going? I'm like, at this moment, I'm going. Uh-huh. And then uh, it, it was it was, it was was uh, one of those things that, um, man, I was like, I have to be there. Uh, I, I told myself I, I wasn't going to travel anywhere in a plane until February of next year. But I'm like, this is the, the day that I have to go. Of course, there's some compromise. I was going to have to go on in talks and different story. But however, I'm going to L.A. I got my ticket and actually good price. Like I got everything for like two thirty. Yeah. Round same. trip. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So you guys are going to be at the game. You guys are going to be part of that fucking amazing crowd there. What What do you all expect? What, what are your expectations? You know, look into your crystal ball. What do you see? You go first, Kev. Um. It's definitely gonna. It's not gonna be the same as the two times that they came here, or the when they came here mm-hmm. and then we went over there and we beat them. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be like that. Uh, it's a totally different team, LAFC. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the Moon Tower podcast on the way here, 
shout out to them as well. Um, and they were saying, you know, totally different team, different players, no Gareth Bell, and, you know, I mean, everybody who's playing ahead of him, just it's playing better than, better than him. Yeah, yeah. at the moment. So it's going to be tough. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for, for a win. Mm-hmm. And I want us to win. But it's going to take a lot, a lot for us to. Va a ser cerrado. Mm-hmm, for sure. Probably like a 1-0, even 2-1. Mm-hmm. You know, just like scrappy kind of win. But I, I hope we get it. I hope we get the win. I, uh, we have to win. Uh, yesterday, um, I was actually invited to join a, a podcast from LA, Los de Somos LAFC. And it was cool because they had Jaime Camille before me. So oh. it, was, it was like, ah, oh, shit. And then they were like, hey, we have two people that mm-hmm. Pretty much the same caliber of star. Hay un poquito más abajo que yo. Yo soy más acá de otros rangos. Yo soy más de barro y es más fresón. And it, it, was, it was cool because then, I mean, we had them in the past. And the one thing that we, we highlighted was just the culture of football in Austin and how they can key, kill the vibe. Before, before I go into my prediction, um, and we actually talked about it in the previous game, is how the FOs are just limiting the growth of the culture. By um, They're they're not allowing the, the full growth of the culture with limitations. And by that, it's just like instruments not being allowed in the stadium for the away teams um, and limiting like flags or limiting stuff because one, let's say, for example, Austin FC, they each, each team has their limitations on what they can bring. Austin FC... For example, in, in the, the game against LAFC here, they couldn't bring their instruments. I don't know about banners or flags. So now the same goes for us. We can't bring instruments. The only thing we have to bring is our voices, a chicken, and then three flags. <laughs> um, it's petty. It's all petty, dude. It's petty. It's bullshit. And we, it. I, I mean, Everybody. before, you know, going into a little, a little you know, este carrilla entre nosotros, we... We all said, like, hey, you know, like, hopefully that changes, but it'll be the change from us. We have to just pressure. And we have to let them know, like, hey, this shit is, like, you're killing the vibe. You're killing the culture by doing that for a home game. I mean, for, for an away team. Um, and also for the home teams. I mean, some teams, as they grow, they're going to start putting a lot more limitations, which I don't agree with. Um, so going into that, I, you know, we're not going to be able to bring instruments and only flags. So we get into the you know the the predictions and I said we're gonna win two to one and the reason why we're gonna win two to one is one we're gonna go to the final and two is because my beard is on the line. Uh oh, I man. I made a bet against the you know este el, el bato de, de LAFC, uh, Julio, el Chiva Mayor. So <laughs> we made a bet and that you know that bet it's gonna be paid off after the game in the parking lot. So <laughs> Hopefully is you know yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we get it and I awesome. hope I hope so like I'm gonna bring my camera and I'm gonna have someone record it and hopefully we are some TVs there too and hopefully the beard I'm gonna keep my beard and he's gonna lose his beard but I say we're gonna win two to one last minute goal but oh last minute goal last minute Drusi is gonna come through again the other one I I'm gonna say Ruti still gonna come in and score his goal. And then they're going to come and attack. Vela or Chichorango, they're going to score to tie it. But then we're going to win 2-1. to one. But it's going to be like cerrado hasta el último. Yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be a very, very close one too. 
very fought out. I think these teams both these are the best teams. This is this is exactly who should be in the Western Conference final. And man, I'm up there. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of goals. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a 3 to 2. Austin, Austin, Austin's taking it. Okay, Austin's taking it. Uh, hat trick, did you see hat trick? <laughs> no, nah, 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 that, that would be on cloud nine, dude. Yeah. Like, he'll get a brace for get sure. A brace for sure. Yeah, dude. Show. Uh, yeah, man, we're going to LA. It's official. It's going to be on Sunday at 2 p.m. Uh, one thing that the guys from Somos LAFC, which this actually these guys are founded the thirty two fifty two, they said it in the in a Facebook live, I mean an Instagram live. They said, "Raza, if you see someone from Austin, shake their hand and say hi. Don't start shit. You know, That's keep great. it clean. Just as we like, you know, they treated us well over there. Let's do the same in the supporters section. The OFO, we can, you know, it it just it is what it is. But between like us and supporters, we're gonna, you know." Before the game and after the game, shake hands. But during the game, lamentamos. And I was like, a huevo, cabrones. <laughs> so, hey, shout out to Somos, Somos, Somos LAFC. El dominguito nos vemos, pinche Victor. Ahí, en julio, ahí ya tengo, ya tengo una Ziploc back para tu barbita. <laughs> so, you uh, save it for, forever? What, yeah. what are you going to do with those hairs? <laughs> well, find out. <laughs> Let me. Put some chili, make him eat it. A huevo, a huevo. <laughs> Whatever's going to happen, it's all going to work out, and we're going to win. I'd rather this be happening than not happening. Exactly. Imagine, imagine if it wasn't. Yeah, then you would just be, like, bored at home, not doing anything, scratching my balls like yep. I would normally do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, going to the closing, man. Oh, this one this one hurts. Nos sacó el Toluca. Toluca, uh, for those who don't know, in the Liga MX semifinals uh, played this weekend, America lost against Toluca mm-hmm. at home in the in the Azteca Stadium, um, two to one. Was two, no, no, it's one one. No, it was two to one. Oh, we lost. Oh, ay, wey, ni me di yeah. cuenta. Ah, tanto. Well, no, tres dos el global. Tres dos el yeah. global, but the game was I think two. I don't know. Yeah, uh, because it was one one. Right. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, no, so we lost two to one away, and right. then. We tied 1-1. One, one. One, one. So, right. uno más uno, dos, yes, yes, yes. y dos más uno, tres. Yes. Three-two in the global. <laughs> um, man, dude, I watched that game with my dad. Um, and he watches games now as a businessman because he, <laughs> he has a soccer store. He's had a soccer store for years now. So, every time America is in the in the um, Ligia, he's just like, how does he wear vender camisas en America? And it's funny because he at the store, he... They ask him, ¿A quién le vas? ¿A quién le vas? He's like, oh, I, I don't go for anyone. I'm a businessman. Because uh-huh. he, he's like, I'm going to keep it straight up neutral here. Yeah. And even now when he watches games, he's like he's like a neutral. He's like, well, actually, he goes for the team that it, that's in the best business interest. <laughs> and, and in that case, it was America. And in the other in, in the other semifinal, it was Monterrey. Yeah. Um, you know, Pachuca and Toluca kind of being smaller, smaller markets. But um, tough loss, man. I think America had had – the team to win. They should have won. If there's one that I said we should have won was this one. Yep. And I, one thing that I have is I was pretty tough on Austin FC when we were going, you know, in the drought. But it's just as I, I am tough with Austin FC, that, that's just a little bit of how tough I am in America. And with America, I, you know, 
I'm a, I'm a monster. Yo, yo digo que el odio más tiene que sentirse. Yeah, no, and I, I get that too. And sometimes I get, like, my uncle will criticize me. Like, ¿Por qué le, le echas más a Rayados que Austin FC? Austin FC is a new team. Yeah. Rayados has been there since 1945. Mm -hmm. And we are known for always qualifying into the Liguillas. Mm -hmm. And with the, we, I think it's Rayados, America, and Tigres are the most expensive clubs in Latin America. Mm -hmm. So, like, with the players that we have, we should not be missing you out should, on, yeah. on the Liguilla. We should be, you know, tearing apart the team that's in front of us. That's why I get really, like, I go harder on them because this should not be expected of you guys. You yeah, any season where you don't get to the final, win the yeah. championship is a disappointment right. when you have a team of that caliber, of that that much salary base. And, like, the players that play in those teams yeah. are some of the best in in all in all the Americas. Yeah. I mean, Rayados has almost, uh, if I want to say, most of the Mexican national team right now. Like, most good of the players. Good chunk. I think so. Fun, yeah. I mean, Funes Mori, Romo, Gallardo. Este Cesar Montes. Cesar Montes, Hector uh, Moreno. So, yeah, like, almost all of the... Most of the players that are going, I mean, most of them are going to the World mm -hmm. Cup. Um, but yeah, same with America. Like, I, I get I get what you're saying, though. I'm like, like you, you have to be I, hard. I, I thought, I saw it, and I'm like, I can't believe it. We had, like, we, I mean, we were, like, super, super leaders, but that just shows how much, like, the super leader thing really doesn't matter in Mexico. Yeah. It's a curse. It's a curse. It's a curse. And, and, and hopefully it's a curse for LAFC over here. <laughs> that one, I no, hope actually, it's a curse. Actually, there is, uh, I believe, the team that has won the Supporters' Shield hasn't won the MLS Cup, if I'm correct. Y'all mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Some, <laughs> so, someone well, will correct you. We yeah, have, we we for have, sure, have, you'll for yeah, sure. For We're sure in Austin. We'll for sure, like, you say something wrong, you put on or in and eight the a, a, a fellow yeah. gooner by the name of Chris Rubio will surely, uh, sure. will surely correct you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so. But Shout out, Chris Rubio. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Going back to the league, yeah, you're, it wasn't that much of a deficit, but compared to. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was, that was a bigger hole. That was yeah, a bigger hole five, that Monterrey was in. Yeah, so five it, to two, losing that first that leg. first leg, yeah. Um, but Funes Mori. Could have tied when keep it was going, three going. to two. Funes Mori could have tied. We got a PK, yeah, and he could have tied. It would have been three three, yeah. And then they, he misses it, and just a huge momentum shift. It just anytime a team misses a PK, it yeah. it can obviously be a goal for you, yeah. But missing it is so much heavier, dude. Yeah, I feel like it's so heavy when, when and you then miss a PK. especially. A player like Funes Mori who yeah. gets criticized because he's not, he wasn't born in Mexico. He's nationalized. He was nationalized. nationalized. So, you know, World Cup's right around the corner. Fires el penal. All these pundits are Before like, no, he, he, va, he needs to get cut. Yeah, he needs like, to yeah. get cut. Porque va la selección. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Do you think he should be in la selección? I personally, not, no. Honestly, no. Who would I you rather that. have? I would rather have uh, uh, Martin. Shout out to America. Uh, San Santi Jimenez. Santi Jimenez. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Raul Jimenez. Mm -hmm. 
But even Raul Jimenez, I don't think he's where he's at. Where he, yeah, you know, yeah, he's, he's hurt. He's, yeah. he's taking a big I think step back in his career, unfortunately. Both Funes Mori and Jimenez, unfortunately, their form dipped. Yeah. And at the worst of times. At the worst of times, yeah. yeah. But they are favored by Tata Martino. Therefore, Jimenez is going to go, Raul Jimenez. And Funes, Funes Mori is going to go. And I think Henry Martin is also going to gonna be. Now, gonna end up. I don't know. Who's gonna start? Right. I think Henry uh, has a chance because of the goals he scored. Yeah, he's he's hot. That's one thing. But I would care. El tatan de sorprende. Chance is a chicharito venga. Ah. It might be surprises. <laughs> That's what he said. No man. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna keep. I'm not gonna keep a hopes up for which any any surprises. I hope the the selection surprises all of us because I, for many many of us, I, I don't think have large expectations about this World Cup. Um, I don't know. I don't want to be speak for you, Kevin. But what, yeah, no, what, how do you feel about I, I, the World Cup? No, I, I I don't have high expectations for La Selección. I'm gonna support, of course. You know, almost that same, Yeah, if Funes Mori goes, I'm gonna support him. Of course. You know, whoever's yeah. there, anybody that's anybody putting anybody on that's the jersey, it, yeah. you have you to get behind. support him. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna support them, just like I do in every World Cup. I do get shit. Because I was born in the U.S. and they're like, "Why don't you root for the U.S.?" I'm like, "From los primos." Yeah, no, not even that. Just like friends and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like because my roots are, you know, Mexicano. So I'm Mexicano. So right. I'm gonna root for. It, it is what you feel. Yeah, but I mean, one, there's just so much, you know, backlash with with the hosting nation. Definitely. So, That's man. another. Uh, yeah, we, you we know, were actually gonna touch on that. Uh, jumping into Netflix is a. Uh, Dropping FIFA Uncovered on 11 9, uh, 11 days before uh, the World Cup. Um, it's going to be a Netflix special. I'm not sure if it's a miniseries or just a documentary, but we've all heard about yeah. the backdrop hey, of this World w- Cup. What if they do like a miniseries of 11 episodes and the last episode drops the day the World Cup starts? I mean, with the way marketing teams work, I wouldn't doubt that that would be a scheme, that would, that would be a scheme or whatever, but. Uh, it goes. It, it's going to go deep into FIFA and yeah. like the initial origins of it, uh, versus to how we, how how corrupt it's gotten. You know, to the point where uh, many journalists who cover it mm-hmm. say that it's the most corrupt thing that they've ever seen. Uh, more more corrupt than like local governments and other yeah. governments uh, situations. But I mean, we all know um, some of the atrocities over there. Some of the horrible conditions for the workers. Um, some of the human rights issues that go Mm -hmm. on and it's just kind of weird because you see uh that the world cup has always been like this big inclusive party right where you're meant to celebrate different cultures and but you have to do that but also respect every single law yeah and and respect the the culture of Qatar, yeah, Qatar. which is almost like, well, then why am I here? Why yeah. are we here? Why are we here? Why, why are why? we here? It That's could have been like I don't know somewhere else, but I don't not. Know. And also the fact that it it it's not in in the summer. Yeah, that's so the worst it, part. It, it's the worst part too. And then like all these other leagues are gonna, you know, the European leagues are gonna be, you know, put on hold. They're all fucked, man. Yeah, it's yeah. and like for example. Um, trajectory yeah that's why mls started so early on in yep. the year so they could finish before same with league i mm-hmm. and i don't like that because then you get it, it was weird timings yeah. like la league like, mx empezó in like early early uh like this the este apertura empezó early july 
Like yeah. maybe like July seventh is the first game. But, um, yeah, we'll and then another thing too is like I feel like we're not gonna get the best from from the players. Like they're not gonna give it their one hundred percent because as soon as they're done with the World Cup, they have to go straight into you know playing again mm-hmm. for their clubs, and then they're probably gonna hold off on trying not to get injured at the World Cup. So I, I feel like we're not gonna get a hundred percent from all those players. Which is gonna it's gonna really suck. That's why I feel like in the summer, you know, they give it their all and then they have, you know, a month to like recover and start, you know, their their leagues. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't I don't know if, if, if players will be more cognizant of the rest of the season or the rest of the champions or whatever they're fighting. Cause I think once the ball starts rolling and the teams start playing and the tournament like really gets rolling like everyone's gonna forget even people like me who are kind of like uh this is kind of a questionable place to have a world cup when it starts mm-hmm. i'm gonna be, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. watching it yeah. um, and i think the players is gonna be the same thing they're just gonna go 100 percent into it what i do think it'll affect is like you know what happens when you get hurt mm-hmm. when you come back not at 100 mm-hmm. percent have those lingering injuries or knocks that end up having an effect on on different squads throughout the world yeah i mean it it's a crappy situation, man. All around, all around is a crappy yeah. situation, but we got to make the best of it. Out of hey, it's not going to change. There was a knock that had an effect on my my squad. My wife. <laughs> my yeah, wife said he's knocked, that's why. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 know, I, I know you said y- you don't like kids and you're not ready to have kids, but your dad, dad jokes, jokes yeah. are fucking ready to have kids, man, bro. Man. <laughs> I, love, I, love a, I love a dad joke, though. I love a good dad joke. <laughs> Ram Sizzle has a shitload of those. But, uh, Man, nah, nah, but good stuff, guys. I mean, yeah. Any other feelings on the World Cup? Or y'all want to go on to something else? Nah, let's just go into the early voting. It's, uh runs from 10-24, well, October 24th through November 4th. You can cast your ballot at any polling location in your home county. Make your voice heard. And, you know, let's get... Beto and that thing, and hopefully, Beto, you get in there, you gotta do some shit, man. <laughs> like, you know, talk to your boy Biden. Pasan ya daca ya, no sacan weyes. That's how I might have, you know. Well uh, said, well said, Richie. Yeah, like uh, voting always reminds me of my dad because you know he's uh, he's he's, a, he's Mexicano, but mm-hmm. he he got his citizenship. I want to say in the year two thousand, and as soon as he got that thing, that man was voting, and he he takes voting very seriously. Yeah. So like when he when he votes, he he early votes all the time, and he sends me a little sticker, like with the yobo thing. <laughs> and he's like, selfie, like the dad selfie that's like right here, oh, like really like low. The <laughs> and it's like yobo and he's like shaming all all of us because we haven't voted yet. So kudos to him. And uh, yeah, everybody, get out there, make your voices heard. You know, get informed on the on the issues with your local, state governments, and go vote if you have that right, that privilege. Use it. Keep going. Yes, sir. So. Lastly, we did want to highlight a huge, huge part, a huge project uh, within the supporters groups that that was uh, kind of has a very special place in our heart. Uh, Pasión Verde is uh, now available on uh, on various platforms. Um, I think um, this is something that truly captures what that first season was like, uh, what it what it was for a team to form, for a community to. To form something as special as it is now with Los Verdes, La Murga, Anthem, all everybody that takes part in this 
got their voices heard and created a little bit of that tapestry of the story of what the Austin FC fan groups is. Have you had a chance to watch it? Uh, yeah, I actually went to the premiere of it um, early on in the year. I be- this year, I believe mm-hmm. I had. Oh man, it feels like see, it feels like it's been forever. I don't know. Like I think back to February at that first game against um, who did we play? Who did we play? Was it that Mitoso? No, no, nah, no. Uh, that like, one, and then it, uh, it was no. It was at the pitch. Yeah, that's yeah. where they had it. No, but I was just saying. I'm just thinking back to like season that first game where it was it was chilly. It was in February. It was cold and rainy. Contra Cincinnati. Yeah, contra Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I saw the. It's really good. I really liked it. And as I was watching it, I was like, it's crazy to think that those people that are in that documentary, I didn't know them. Like. Yeah, a year or two ago, and now like now there's some of your best yeah, some of my yeah. best buddies. We That's share awesome. rooms out on way days, yeah. you know, beers and at pickup and stuff right. like that. Right. So yeah, I really like it. I highly recommend it. I'd watch it, um, even if you don't know, you know, soccer or anything. It just shows you like the camaraderie and like mm-hmm. how communities you know come together and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Shout out to Javi. Shout out to. Elias, Duke, Jimbo, Rigo, um, for you know for putting that together, and also for allowing me to join the production team, like yeah. in the middle of the stages. That was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I I hope everyone takes something from it because it truly represents who we are. Even though there's a lot of stuff that has happened, um, it represents the goodness of our supporter groups. And I think that's all we have for today, man. Uh, it's uh it's been a, it's been an episode. It's been an yeah. adventure today. It's all right, man. <laughs> I'm gonna bring us home. I'm gonna bring us home. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to, listening to us. Otra por favor. This has been another wonderful episode. Another uh, segment of our fan analysis. Like we said earlier, if you're interested in sharing your perspectives and thoughts, uh, fill out the form in our Otra por favor link that we're gonna share with this episode. Um, we'd love to have y'all. You know, this is an open space. We we love featuring different voices, different fresh perspectives, but more importantly, it goes to why we do it. Uh, we do it because we love we love uh, creating a dialogue and getting to know people's stories and using our platform to have these conversations and uh, celebrate what makes Austin FC special. So, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on the on all platforms on Instagram at otra ex favor. Um, yeah. That's all I got, man. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you guys for having me. And I appreciate the patience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it happens. But, yeah, thank you for having me. Like I said, yeah, if y'all want to have me again? Of course. Oh, hell yeah, me. hell yeah, we have to. Best of luck to, to your recovery, man. You're, I want to ha- see that wrist in full form, and I want to <laughs> take some shot against shots yeah. against you and see see how you can fly. All right, no, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, all right, man, that's cool. Se cuidan, se portan bien, adiós y arriba la América. Ah, uh, here we go. <laughs> 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 <laughs>